I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, I'm Russell Kane. This is Man Baggage. It is the safe space where I slap my man baggage on the table and empty the contents of that wrinkly sack out and find out exactly what it is that makes men tick. Don't worry, I'm not talking about a literal sack, although sometimes we have. Apparently, scrotal insecurity is a thing. What I like to do is get men together and probe their brains and find out how their brains really work. Why? Slightly for the benefit of other men. That's how we started. The vision for this was let's get men together, let's have a male mental health space that isn't all about cardigans and and really heavy revelation, but is using banter and humour to get to the serious things. And indeed, we have many a serious moment. But what I've learnt is the people really crying out for information are the nosy cows a lot of us live with. The listenership for this podcast is disappointingly high on the female side. I've done everything possible to alienate female listeners and have failed horribly. Do you know why? Because they want to know, lads. Why are you sat in the corner spending hours researching a tattoo but unable to confide your feelings in someone you've been married to for eight years? Why did you like a girl's picture on Instagram even though you're a faithful husband? Answer girls, by the way. I just like looking at boobies. It doesn't go further than that. Stop overanalyzing it. So we'll go into all that kinds of stuff and it can be strangely liberating. Some of it can be triggering guys, be ready. And some of it can be quite enlightening. Sometimes there isn't a gender difference. Sometimes it's men and women experiencing in the same way. Stop overanalyzing it, Nick Grimshaw. I'm not Nick Grimshaw, but I just have to clear that up at the beginning. So let's find out whether today's subject, stress, differs massively when it comes to the genders. Do men experience stress differently to women? Do they experience it the same? but react differently. That's something in preparing for today's recording I've learned is more about the stress reaction. First of all, some terms before I introduce my wonderful panel. The term stress is a neutral term. I want to say that at the top. It's not negative or positive. It actually comes from two different terms. Distress, which will sound familiar, which is the negative version, and the less familiar one that's been dropped from the language, eustress, ironically spelled EU stress, which is what we're going to be going through once Brexit kicks in. So that's the positive stress. And who have I got to debate this? Well, two perfect subjects. I've got Chloe Maley, who constantly puts her guns under stress in the gym. (laughs) And I've got Melvin Adum, who stresses me just by being a perfect human on a daily basis. (laughs) Uh, Two incredibly talented broadcaster, media personalities, 
authors. Have you written a book yet, Melvin? I know Chloe's not, not one out. No, I'm I not feel that like clever. you should. I might do one day. I wanted to do one on riddles. That will happen soon. Yeah, or will it? I am a book. I'm 10 pages long. <laughs> so first of all, how are you both? What have you got cooking at the moment, Melvin? Where can we find you? Where can we see you? What have you got going on? What have you got coming up? Uh, Mondays to Thursdays on BBC Radio 1 at the moment with Ricky and Charlie, which is amazing. We just got a promotion, so we're doing the live lounge really, really soon. Uh, so staying busy with that. DJing gigs is kind of kicking off again and just yeah. did a massive conference with Lego in Denmark. So that was really cool. Nice one. Fucking hell. How cool is that? That's the yeah, last one I thought you were going to say, say on my list. You know, I, dropped in, <laughs> I dropped into Florida and I was DJing for this nightclub. I'm doing Radio 1. I did a live lounge of some people spitting bars on Thursday. So I'm still hungover from the gig. And I did Lego. I did Lego. <laughs> the natural and I conclusion with Lego to, as well. to the coolest list out of the three of us is, is Lego. That's what I love about Melvin. Brings it back down to the gigs. <laughs> Chloe, what about you? What have you got going on? Are you working on any other books? We always see you exercise and diet and fitness blogging. You're very uh, vociferous in that department. Are we any other projects coming out? Good word. Um, yeah, I'm at the moment brainstorming what my fifth book will be because I've done two on fat loss, one on muscle building and a recipe book. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't know what the next one will be. So trying to figure that one out, but I have to figure it out soon because I have to actually write it. Uh, podcast is doing really well. It's charting in all the health and fitness charts kind of across Europe. I'm actually number three in Denmark. So Melvin. <laughs> What's the name of the really? podcast, Chloe? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the podcast. Uh, the podcast. Such a clever play on words there. Um, and I've got two online coaching platforms, one of which is just kind of, become the fourth biggest one in the UK. So that Bloody keeps me hell. pretty busy. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually, you know what, since lockdown lifted, I don't think I realised, I think I was quite depressed in the third lockdown and I didn't realise mm. it. That and since horrible. it's lifted, it was really, I don't think I, I caught on to it. And since it's lifted, I'm just happy all the time and I'm revelling in it. Like I'm just, I'm joyous. Uh, so I'm in a really good spot right now, which is nice. <laughs> I, I know I know how eager I am to see people because some, the thing to say we're recording this um, at the beginning of July in 2021. So the, the catchphrase of the week is, even if you're double jabbed, you can still get ill. And I'm like, bothered. I'm going to lick the first fucker I see on July 19th. Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. roll in a fuck shit and embrace yeah. the salmonella that follows. Oh, I don't give a fuck. If I can't die in hospital, I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> End of. I'm with it's you. True. What am I doing on July the 14th? Ibiza is the answer, and I'm not joking. Seriously? Seven nights, a skeleton will be flying back, not a human. Anyway, <laughs> very good. Talking very good. of stress. So, Chloe's a brilliant person to go to first on this. By the way, if you've never listened to Man Baggage before and you've arrived here as a fan of uh, Melvin's or Chloe's, let me, let me explain. We have a female auditor on here in case we slip into sexist generalities that that is uh, Chloe's purpose but I just wondered living with quite a high oct I know James a little bit now living with quite a high octane male who I imagine you know if you left the Philadelphia spread out the side there'd probably be a meeting about it or a, or a chart do you think men stress more than women or is it just a temperament thing in every couple there's sort of one stress head and one buddha I, uh, you know what, I always find when I come on your podcast, Russell, that I'm the one that actually says quite, I don't know, gender assuming sentences. 
I think it's fair to say James specifically is he's really he is a high stress human being and I think that comes <laughs> from being he just is I think it comes from being a professional athlete and basically having for his whole career he had a, a way to channel this stress into you know it's, it was the adrenaline and the cortisol and the game playing and it's a contact sport rugby and since he retired, he hasn't had that. So his stress levels are like, I'm, I'll just say it, pretty unmanageable since he retired. And I think you were right when you said in the intro, I actually think it's how he deals with his stress via me. So he's very quick to anger. And I know a lot of my friends who are married say the same thing about their husbands. Like when he gets stressed with work, he comes home and he just attacks me. And I don't know, and I don't know any women that do that when they're stressed. I think, uh, and uh, this is where I'm going to say like the gender, uh, you know, assuming sentence. I think when women deal with stress, it it is more emotive. We are a bit more emotional about it. And we, I know that like me and my female friends, little things will happen, like we'll struggle to sleep or we'll feel very kind of, yeah, we'll have very, very kind of erratic mood swings. Whereas I think all the men I know, they do just tend to just attack and that's how they, they process it. But yeah, I think that I couldn't have married a bigger stressor if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with everything you said, apart from the sports people thing, because uh, we're recording this just before the Euros final. And oh, like, yeah. Harry, I mean, if you Harry Kane, are you stressed? Yeah, oh, boy, don't get me wrong, it'll be one of the biggest things that's ever happened to me. But I can't imagine yeah. him being a high-stress individual. Yeah, it appears my leg's been detached. It is a bloody stump. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> the bleeding will stop once cauterised. <laughs> I don't, I think it's, there's certainly something about rugby players who, yeah, I I know obviously a few wags, I hate that term, but it clarifies Mm. it in one word. It's very easy in one syllable. I know a few wags who have to deal with this as well. And I also half wonder if, like, because James really does it. He goes from zero to a hundred like that. Like if he's stressed, he gets angry and it happens quickly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to leave. (laughs) I need to leave. And I do, there is also a part of me that wonders if it's got maybe something to do with that contact sport. You know, they've yep. done a lot of research no. on this and yeah. No, bless, you're just you like, for, no. bless you for thinking that. He's just a I, dick. I, I, make up, I make up puns and witticisms and nothing would give me greater pleasure. I wouldn't do it, but to put my fist through a connecting wall because my computer wasn't working. Yeah, exactly. That to me is heaven. In fact, when I was younger, uh, um, like in my teens and 20s, I wrote off many a laptop with a headbutt. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally inanimate objects are my thing. I can't bear them. I don't, I've never, I've never even had a fight at school. But if a car key fucks with me, it's going down. Now, Melvin, I can't even imagine you. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even imagine you cutting into a steak in an aggressive way. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you get stressed? I, I'm, I'm a pretty chilled out person. The only people I get stressed with because I feel like they're the only people that I can trust with that emotion is my my close friends and family. They're the only people that see me stressed because I feel like when I do get stressed, it's at another level. And I don't think anyone else can forgive me. Like if I got stressed with a stranger in the street, it would be a story in the sun about how Melvin kicked off. But if I get stressed with my little sister, I know she'll forgive me. But how would, that, how would it manifest itself, that reaction then? Shouting? It's like inanimate objects, door slamming. <laughs> yeah, little, little I'm bit of a I, cheeky. Uh, oh, it broke. The door handle broke off. Did it? Or did you? I'm, it I've always been a lover, not a fighter. So my weapon has always been words. The same way your I weapon. I was going to say you fuck your stress out. I wish I could. I wish I could, Russ. Um, but yeah, no. Words have always been my weapon. So, right. like, I generally say stuff. Um, and if I know that certain things will attack someone or make them upset, then I'll say things. But it's very rare. You, you will never see me 
So what do you think about this idea? So Chloe, Chloe's gone, all the chips in. Men yeah. tend to be, if you if we took 100 marriages, heterosexual marriages, there's going to be more stressed husbands reacting at home from work. Not necessarily more stressed individuals, but more men acting out based on stress that's got nothing to do with the woman they live with. If I'm honest, I think that men and women stress the same amount. I just think we deal with it in different ways. I think when right. it comes, I think Chloe's right in terms of when it comes to emotion, I think women get really, really stressed. But I think when it comes to life in general, men get stressed, but I think they deal with it badly. And I think it's because of, someone once told me the definition of stress is worrying about what hasn't already happened, right? Mm. You're worried about what, what hasn't happened, these different scenarios and equations that can happen in your mind. And that's what causes stress. So I think a lot of the time when you deal with it, it's either getting it over and done with, or it's about talking through your emotions and your feelings. And I think men are terrible about talking about their emotions and feelings because we've been wired to be these strong characters like man up, you can't cry, you can't show any kind of emotion, you can't be seen as weak, but actually that's showing real strength. I think when you show your emotion, that's, that's real strength. I was... Mm -hmm. um, raised in a single parent family, my mum raised me. So I grew up, you know, if my mum was upset, she would cry. So for me, I feel no weight crying because my mum is the strongest person in the world to me. So for me, if I cry, it doesn't mean anything. It just means I'm getting that emotion out. Mm -hmm. In our culture, you know, Russ, my parents come from Ghana. In Ghana, if an elder dies, you celebrate at the funeral. You have the funeral, you have this big party, you have food, you have music, you dance, and you celebrate that person's life. So sometimes when I see like very westernized funerals and everyone's quiet and you do a little speech and then there's a little person crying in the corner, that for me is not really getting that emotion out. A funeral for me is when I see my auntie screaming at the top of her voice because of someone has left her and that emotion is gone and then you move on to the next. So for me, men are really bad at dealing with letting out that emotion. I think women are really, really good because if they can speak to their friends, they can speak to their family, they can speak to their mum about how they're feeling and then get through to that next stage. But I think men and women both stress out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
And what what sort of thing, Chloe, that would make you stress then? What's the last time you were stressed? What's the sort of thing where you get to your stress You know point? what? I think I have a smidge, just a smidge of OCD. And I, I watch my dad and my brother, and I think we all have it. It's very behavioural. I'm not very good when there's a lot of things happening at once. I need to have some kind of linear control over oh, my day-to-day that's, life. That's our orgy ruined that we were planning. No, we can't, you can't handle it. Like one, one at a time. <laughs> we had to close off all the glory holes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, he's bringing it back to sex, which is kind of why Sorry. I love you. No, so I, I can't handle it when there's loads of things happening at any one time. Like, so much so, like, I was, we've got a dog now, right? And yesterday I was really stressed with work. I've got a lot going on at the moment. I was really stressed with work. And I didn't manage to get outside into the garden to clean up his dog poo, right? And then James messaged me late last night. He's not home at the moment because he's insane. Um, so he sent me a message late last night and was like, um, oh, the, just so you know, the gardeners are coming to mow the lawn tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And I had loads of work I had to do this morning. I woke up at like five o'clock on the dot, wide awake. Like, I need to go downstairs right now. The gardeners are coming. I have to clean up the dog poo. And then I've got to do a live Q&A with my clients. And I've got Russell's podcast. And then I have a finance meeting. And I just completely flipped out. Mm-hmm. So I've been up since 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> that is me to a T. Whereas like, if I feel like things are happening kind of in drips and they're manageable, I'm fine. Um, I think with James, the stress... Um, Funnily enough, the stress actually is emotional, which is ironic given what I was saying before. But like if there's something going on with his parents, that level of stress is like nothing I can even comprehend. Or like, you know, if somebody has written and again, like James comes across on social media as this like really strong, like mouthy Larry guy. But if someone sends him like a negative DM or, or message, he flips out and it's it's crazy to me so um definitely different things stress us out um so melvin where this comes from i do i do um, a program sometimes on channel four with steph mcgovern and we had this guest on talking about stress and she gave me this image and this image has changed my life it's a good little book actually i'll put the link into it when we put the uh the pod out and it's we all start the day with a cup and we've all got a different sized cup and in that cup goes didn't pick up the dog poo that's might seem like a little thing to some of us but also on top of that cup might go podcast finance meeting filming at pinewood corporate gig in brighton later that's me no sleep (laughs) when will i eat had all my meals and so the cup gets fuller and fuller and then someone tries to put on the cup excuse me can you pick up kitchen roll from the shop and you explode (laughs) and it looks like you're exploding because you don't want to pop to the shops and help your wife or husband out but in fact your cup had its maximum amount of stress fluid in it. It changed my life because part of the problem with stress is if I've exploded because I didn't pick up the dog poo in the garden, which actually is a bit of a flashpoint for me as well with my (laughs) pug, Colin, um, is I used to then get stressed about the fact I've overreacted because I didn't pick the poo up. I'm like, oh, God, I'm such a mentalist. I just slammed a door because there's dog poo on the floor. Oh, my God, I'm basically a misogynist, you know, wife-torturing <laughs> arsehole because I lost my temper because there's kitchen roll. And I've realized, now I've realised, actually, it wasn't about the kitchen roll. It's about I'm taking on too much. It can be quite liberating. So, Melvin, we're going to ask you the same question. When, mm. when was the last time you, you were stressed? And what might it be that pushed you over the edge? I mean, you've already sort of intimated it would be a a family situation, but there must be times you've got a show on, you've got a corporate event, you're going to build Lego in 
Copenhagen. It all kicks off at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's funny because um, going back to what you said about the cup, I know someone who trained as a, a mental health nurse. And she was saying that everyone has the potential to be on the spectrum, depending on the things that are affected in your life, right? So let's say finance is affected and your family life is affected. You know, it could, you know, rock you a little bit. But if finance is affected, then your uh, family's affected, then your relationship's affected, then your ha- and all these other things happen all at the same time, then that can push you over the edge. So that kind of like links in with your whole cup theory, which I, I totally agree with. But for me, like I said, it's one of two things. Either I get stressed about really tiny little things. Like um, when I had the Lego gig, it meant quite a lot to me because I love the brand. I've worked with them for years. I wanted to do a good job. So I spent literally weeks just going through the scripts, making sure it was on point. But to really get me stressed to a point of where it's something that I can't handle, it's generally to do with family. So the last time for me was uh, in the first lockdown, my mum got COVID and she's got asthma and diabetes and ended up in hospital. And it's funny what Chloe was saying about the whole men and, and, and women thing. Like my sister dealt with it really well. She called my sister all the time, FaceTimed her. And I just closed up, man. Like, because I just didn't want to imagine my mum sick, I didn't want to even talk about it. So I would call her and FaceTime her and stuff. And sometimes I'd be sitting, I've got like a little gym in my garden. So sometimes I would just sit in my gym with my mum on FaceTime in the background just so I can keep an eye on her. But I didn't tell any of my friends, Russ. I didn't call anyone, Chloe. I think I told my friends at work so that they knew what was going on in my mind mentally. But I didn't tell my closest friends, which is really weird for me because I didn't want to have them constantly asking me how mum was until she was well again. And so for me, that was the last time I was really, really stressed. My mum is this super African soldier because after a few weeks, she was out at home (laughs) busting joke again, making me jollof rice and chicken. She's out and about, like, living her life. She's, and she's a care worker, so she was... That's what, why she caught it. You know, like, the care workers yeah. and everyone, they were, like, the first to... Do you know what I'm saying? So um, she absolutely smashed it. But at that time, bro, that was, like, the scariest moment in my life and the most stress I've ever had. And we, we can kick this about all day, saying, oh, women experience stress, men express it differently, but the statistics do not lie. People can worry themselves to death. There's been a massive study linking distress with mortality. Um, And even low levels of stress, negative stress, distress, can raise the risk of dying. Well, guess who the people dropping down dead from heart attacks and strokes are much more than the others? It's men. And that story there is very instructive because Melvin, someone that finds it really easy to confide and share normally, kept in. Yeah. The worst type of stress. And we know that just this is the whole reason we do Man Baggage podcast is talking helps. Literally, some of the messages I've had are unbelievable. I've had an anonymous. I mean, this is we do lighthearted. I crack jokes all the way through this. So it goes to show all types of talking helps. I had a message from someone the other day. I'll, I'll change the details. Sort of confiding in me, the first person they've ever confided in about some abuse they'd received as a child. They'd not told another soul. They were just prompted to think, what would it feel like to tell a stranger? So to lift that weight can actually stop you dying, gentlemen, if you're listening to this, and ladies, but I know ladies tend to let us know what they're thinking anyway. So, <laughs> gentlemen, just getting it out. Don't do what Melvin did when you get in a space like that. Let it out because you know if you could go back a year and you just confided in someone, even maybe someone you didn't know quite as well, 
it wouldn't have changed what your mum was going through, but it would have yeah. made the pressure on that kettlebell on your chest would have got a bit lighter. The mad thing, Chloe and Russ, when I told, I told two of my close friends, Russell and a guy called Josiah, who I went to school with. And when I told them, I felt a hundred times better. It's so weird. And it's, and it's stuff that I say to people all the time, but when you're in it, it's, it feels like a hard job to do. But I tell you what, when I told them, it felt so great. And I had that support from them all the way through. And actually, when I told them why I couldn't tell them in the first place, they were like, Melvin, I understand. And actually, if you did tell us, we wouldn't have bugged you or we would have given you that space or we would have been there. Whatever you needed at that point, they had my back. But it's like they didn't know how to deal with me because they didn't know the information in itself. Really important. Chloe, so just before we talk about de-stressing and how we do that, I want to talk about how stress can be positive. And I'm wondering if we could come at it from something you seem to know everything about. Hashtag fifth book on the way. Now, we know, we know, even me at my fucking age, I'm getting amazing results in the gym at the moment. Yeah. And that's because I've pushed up the level at which I'm stressing my body in a healthy way. So we know if I want to build a gun or a lady's pistol in my case <laughs> on my pepper army of a body, I can't carry on lifting a 15 kilogram dumbbell. I need to just push it to 16, 17.5 to 20. And that stress on the muscle causes it to grow and strengthen. I'm wondering if your instinct is that some amount of good stress can make us more wealthy, more successful, more productive, better human beings, or is it always negative? What a great question. And what a great crossover. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's fair to say, uh, I, I know a fair bit about it. You know, we have perceived stress, and then we have positive stress. Perceived stress tends to be negative, because let's face it, none of us are getting chased by a tiger through a jungle at this point. <laughs> so we're okay. We're not our life is not threatened if we don't eat dinner at 730 because we're hungry. I, it, there's no reason why that should be winding you up into into an emotional state. So, you know, I think it's really important in terms of stress management, and I do have this conversation with my clients a lot, to take a step back and be like, is this perceived stress or is this real? As in, I have 100 kgs on my back and I have to stand the fuck up. That is real stress. And, and again, quite positive, actually, in a way. And I think I love how you touch on... So, yes, how training works is you need to put a stimulus on the muscle uh, and then your body will adapt to said stimulus. And then you and then it's called progressive overload. You need to keep giving it a new stimulus, whether that it be in terms of the load, so the weight lifted, or the volume, how much are you lifting it, as in like you're doing 10 reps or 12 reps. And that is how you basically bodybuild a kind of bodybuilder's physique. And I do find that really interesting that, oh, I, the, the, the crossovers... Because yeah, if, I, if I didn't take... A right amount of stress on when I start my stand up, I wouldn't be hungry for the bigger room. I can't just go, yeah, man, it's a bit of a negative emotion there playing the comedy store on a Friday. I bet let's not go. I just around a mind of progressive stress, which is a term yeah. I've just learned, in order to make myself strong enough for the 700 seater, but it's hard to get the balance right. Surely it translates. I mean, it's it's a really, really interesting question. And I think you're right. I think if you think about um, evolution and we think about how we respond to everything, I was listening to a really interesting podcast on grief the other day, which is another form of stress. And someone saying, I don't understand why evolutionarily we grieve. It doesn't make any sense to our survival. And it turned out, it turns out the reason why we grieve is because 
back in the day when we had, you know, basically a tribe, a pack of humans helping us survive day to day, if you lost one of your tribe members, the grief made you go and look for them. And then it wasn't until, you know, historically, it wasn't until you saw the dead body that you accepted that this person was gone and you could move on, which is kind of what Melvin was saying um, about the the funerals in, you know, in his family versus in the UK. And it's it's really interesting, and I do I do think that absolutely every stress that we go through, it's a survival mechanism. It's a survival instinct. So it is fair to say that if you do exercise that stress, you will get better at handling it. But it's about not going too far into mm-hmm. that kind of unhealthy physicality. <laughs> Mel- Melvin, have you have you ever got have you got friends? I have that have sort of they've done their like IB for crazy partying phase, shagging everything that means, and then they've become more enlightened. And now they don't take any stress in their life. Nothing bothers me. Every I'm like a leaf in the wind. They're all skin. They're, every single one of them is skin. Uh, it is not possible true. to be a. I'm happy for you if you're a Buddha on a rock, but I just I like it. I'm not like a. I am from Essex. I mean, I do like a nice watch, nice holiday, but nothing outrageous. If you don't push yourself at the edge and think, right, that gig's tricky, good, fucking bring it. If Anthony Joshua didn't run towards the boxing glove here and there, he wouldn't learn how to take a punch. So as tempting as it is, I sometimes think some of these mindfulness and just every bit of stress just push it to weird. It's like, no thanks. Come on, let's fucking have you. Do you know what? I, I think, Russ, um, life is about balance. You've got to have a, the right amount of everything. I used to think for ages that nerves were a bad thing. But then I realised if you're nervous about something, it means you care. And mm. I think you're right. I think you need, the, you need some stress, but it's just about the right amount of it. You don't want to be too stressed, but I think it's the right amount, just so you, you have that motivation, you have that hunger, like you said, you have that energy and you care about it. I think you have to have a little bit of everything for you to function properly in life. I'm going to stress you out, but we are going to have to take a quick break. So come back when there'll be more man baggage. Unpacking Stress with Chloe Maidley and Melvin Adoom. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 